listening to the two marks exclusively on the pod station. Welcome listeners to a new show brought to you by the two marks. This time we are bombarking, bombarking on a vicarious journey of discovery through the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Hold on to your hats as we follow one person's experiences watching all 28 movies in chronological order. This episode we're reviewing Guardians of the Galaxy, Welcome to the Marvel Marathon and a little bit more. Let me introduce my friend and co-host Mr. Mark Pollard. Ali! Do Hi, not mate. mention what you would mention every week. No, I'm, that's not, I'm not going to. What I was actually going to mention about your intro was the fact that that stumbled entry sounded very much like the start of a tune that would feature in this film it would actually wouldn't it because the yeah. music a bit like ooga chaka ooga oh, ooga yeah. you know that kind of that's true it's a fa- the soundtrack was a wonderful on this wasn't it oh mega I love the soundtrack in this film if you're wondering why the sound's just gone massively loud that's because you were getting further away from your mic oh, so I like, turned you down and now I've turned you up and you're now going to deafen us all by moving it around and bumping and slumping and oh, prima donnas sounds like one of my dates <laughs> Should we introduce another prima donna? Aww. The gegger of the Guardians of the Galaxy. She'd gag into that, wouldn't she? The Guardians of the Galaxy were an actual thing. She'd All be right day. on that. Hell yeah. The land and she'd turn going, wait for me, wait for me. I so would. Wouldn't you? I totally love this film. We well, don't spoil it. it. Yeah. We haven't even introduced you yet. You've already told us your result. I am the ranking down. <laughs> <laughs> Who are you? And what do you want? I'm the gegger right now. This is my show. <laughs> Try again. <laughs> So you are Ishtar Yeah You're enjoying this journey aren't you I am Of discovery This slow and painful (laughs) journey Yeah, but it's movie number 11 now. We are cracking. I feel like we're starting to make it. This is the first time it feels like we're making some progress towards the finishing line, which keeps moving. Well, listeners, for the record, we do make some progress. Then you two go on holiday. (laughs) Then we make a bit of progress and you do do something super like get married. (laughs) Or then we wait 12 weeks for you to edit a show. (laughs) There you go. Properly. (laughs) Oh, I'll get my coat. Where can they find episodes 9, 10 and obviously 11? I mean, if the listening one assumes they've already found us. Apple Podcasts, Amazon. Mm -hmm. Why is she telling you? Last time I've seen whether she listens. Ditcher, Deezer, YouTube. You missed the big one. Spotify. And Google. And Google. Not sponsor of the show. Two marks at the podstation.co.uk. Send us your check. pretty much all of them. So yeah, um, check us on socials, Instagram, Facebook and Twitter at the two marks. There's lots of pointless, useless shit, but hopefully it's slightly entertaining. So uh, give us your comments on thoughts on a our show because and we're obviously um, required to say this we're interested in your feedback but more interesting we just want some debate and if it's slagging us off great if it's not slagging us off brilliant and uh, if you've got thoughts on the show even better so the film we're covering today Guardians of the Galaxy woo that was covered in the intro guys. Yeah, but I was just reiterating it because he asked me the question. I think it was. I think it was rhetorical. Oh. Uh, I mean, do we want to go around and find our initial thoughts, given that you've already told us about four <laughs> times? <laughs> Best <laughs> film ever. I love this film. Over to you. What do you think about this film? I mean, it's hard to disagree with that statement. I won't say best film ever, but I absolutely love this film. I enjoyed it. I thought it was really good for many reasons. The soundtrack, as we've covered, being one of them. I mean, I didn't know anything about the guardians prior to watching this film like not a scooby-doo i had no idea and actually when i first saw this i think the first time i heard about them doing this was on the front cover of empire magazine 
and I, I thought he was just going to be a cartoon piss take and probably I wasn't going to like it because it'd be aimed at kids and so I had no expectations going into this film whatsoever and then it delivers what it delivered and I just came out utterly besotted well of all given that I hadn't watched any of the Marvel films before this was actually one of the films that I have seen so I'd already had like prior viewings but without any of the context that we now have given that we're going through the movies chronological so that was interesting to watch it for the first time knowing that now who the hell Thanos is who the hell Ronan is and stuff like that that was cool and we are all of an age where the soundtrack is quite nostalgic yeah of so many things it is brilliant. I mean, it was a risky one because nobody knew who the Guardians were. Well, mm. so that's not right. People would know who they are because they've been in the comics since 1969. But only if you read the comics, not yeah. the general public. But also, but the, but the, the difference being is in the comics, the current ro- roster isn't the same as they are in the comics. You don't see the roster of the Guardians in well, it's like film. the Avengers, it constantly changes, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah, but they, the people in this film aren't the original. Right. So they've been in the comics since 1969 appearing in the Mighty Heroes issue 18 hmm. and then they've been in the different comics across the time and then obviously well not obvious to you but in 2014 they ended up being in their own storyline right. um, but the, the people in this which is an easter egg that by the time um, Stan Lee left Marvel the new run of Heroes he didn't create okay. so he, re- he wrote most of the stuff and we kind of came up with them so yeah but we'll touch upon that later but I just yeah, I thought it was really good it was obviously a risk for them because you know, it's not your massive, yeah. but uh, it's the casting as well. It's epic in this film. I mean, there's some big characters playing massive. some pretty wit. So, Rocket is played Bradley Cooper, and who knew Vin it, Diesel's it, I, I think I, I think I only figured out that those two people were playing those roles after the event. I, I only realized when I watched it this time because I was actually paying attention. I was like, Vin Diesel's group, no way, Bradley Cooper's Rocket, no way, that's mega. I mean, imagine someone like Vin Diesel. I am clearly has a high opinion of himself if you're going by the <laughs> stories from Fast and Furious. Yeah. Has a part where he has one word to say. Three mm. words, but yeah. I am. All right, great. yeah, sorry. One, one sentence, <laughs> one phrase. Three words. Mega. I mean, the and he says that fantastic. in about 45 one different languages. Because <laughs> it's been translated, hasn't it, across the world? So he has to say, I am Groot in Spanish. It's like, Buen día, buen día, Groot. That's not Spanish. That is me just bullshitting. Uh, what, uh, what is? Me you, amo Groot. She speaks fluent Spanish. Speriamo, that's Italian, isn't it? Speriamo. I don't know. I don't know Italian. Um, He knows Italian. So, let's go chronologically. Okay, so my first statement was, love Chris Pratt in this film. How amazing is he in terms of humour? What what I love about Marvel, which you both know, is the humour. That's why Iron Man 3 didn't do it for me, because it was too serious. And I feel like this film totally brings it back to Thor-level funny, because I love Thor because he's funny. Which is ironic, seen as the episode itself was hilarious, but you didn't find the episode funny. What? Iron Man 3. You've just told the listeners that Iron Man 3 is the funniest episode you've ever done. Yeah, no, I mean the film... Yeah, no, but I'm saying it's ironic that the film yeah, is... Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the film, film wasn't great, funny, but, but the episode is. But it's yeah. the same as The Hulk. Yeah. The Hulk was a shitty film, but the episode's absolutely hilarious. So if this film's good, does this mean that this, this no. episode's going to be shit? Well, hopefully not, because we're all on our game. But anyways, he's just... 
me- I just love well, speak I, for yourself I was asleep halfway through <laughs> making the notes for this but like I'd not known Chris Pratt before this film because I don't think he'd been anything in any he'd big no he hadn't not been really. in um, Parks and Recreation yeah so I didn't well, ever watch that he was fat Chris Pratt was he he nearly didn't get the role because when they casted the people he was a bit plump no, I mean he what? still looks chunky with his clothes on it's only when he took <laughs> his clothes off and he was all ripped so you're yeah. like oh he's ripped but with his with his top on he's got a chunky face about him which uh, uh, that isn't criticism people Chris Pratt basically made this movie in terms of his character and his humour I don't think he did the... make the movie I think that's given him too much but as a character he was phenomenal oh, I, love, I loved it I Marvel loved cast it. actors very very well yeah. in roles because when you look at them you will go who could you ever envisage being Iron Man mm. there's no one else could be, you couldn't replace Robert Downey Jr could no. you when you think Captain America you couldn't replace uh, Chris Evans I know they've tried to but like I'll stand by that comment you can't replace Chris Evans no Tom Holland for me is Spider-Man and they've cast other actors in roles really well and I think Chris Pratt's Star-Lord wonderful what do we like about Star-Lord though what, what's hitting our buttons is it he's so down to earth and real unlike us like it he's could flawed. be any of us he's like I am in my head yeah he's so cool but in a non-conventional way he, yeah zero fucks are given yeah he, he has a technology to support the thing so he can fly through the air yeah. with the greatest of ease yeah he is the man on he the he thinks he's funny ease. yeah well he is a bit funny and he's got great no, no, but he's, he's not supposed to be in the film I mean we find him funny as the viewers but the yeah. people in the film don't find him funny yeah yeah I don't think he takes himself serious no and he has this big opinion of himself which isn't followed by the reality of people who don't know who he is he goes I'm Star-Lord man and yeah. he's like who? oh you're star Bucky flyer boy yeah. yeah I mean that was a really shit he just it? wants to have fun he doesn't want to take anything too seriously yeah, he's, a, he's a rogue he's like a pirate yeah well he's a ravenger isn't he he's, he's, he was taken in, in by them yeah. is that in your yeah. notes that is in my notes because <laughs> if you go at the very beginning it shows him at his mum's side yeah. as she's dying of cancer Yeah. and it's alluded to you don't know who the dad is no. I mean given how funny this film is that's a really heavy start Yeah. yeah. watching your mum dying it, it wasn't a happy funny light hearted death it was a really grim yeah. I'm dying horribly of a death disease and you get to watch me do it. She looked good, though, didn't she, for someone who had cancer? I mean, but it sets the scene like it does in every Marvel film, doesn't it, to give a bit of his backstory and then... Yeah, really and also give yeah, the value of the music. Yeah, and she, em- yeah, because yeah. she records the music onto the tape. And I think the 80s, um, I think the 80s, having just, just in another show that's being edited, our TV review, Stranger Things, hmm. capitalises massively on the... 80s mm. popular culture references and mm. where they set this film with a cassette most Generation Z wouldn't even understand what a cassette is they'd probably end up trying to Google it yeah if that but you <laughs> they would Google it that's exactly they'd look at it and Google what the fuck is this yeah and then drool trying to describe it on Google Google wouldn't even know what it was like. whereas us lot are like oh we used to talk, we used to record the yeah. top 40 on Radio 1 on well, a Sunday your girlfriend you'd make your little tapes mixtapes mix oh girlfriend. I used yeah. to do that I never did that I couldn't what? be asked. oh my god what's Every- the effort in Dunny <laughs> How romantic. <laughs> Couldn't be arsed. We used to, re- literally, me and my sister used to record the top 40 every Yeah, couldn't be bothered Sunday with that either. And take out the ads in between. I, I recorded, um, <laughs> which would, would technically be my very first podcast at radio show. Did you really? I've still got the tape, I'll have to pull it out. Oh, no way. With sound effects, I had a, I had a Casio keyboard. <laughs> Mate. <laughs> 
love to hear that. Yeah. Write in, viewers, if you'd like to. Or write in. <laughs> are you, are you, are you referring the to the 80s kids there? Write into our social Send media. Send us a telegram. <laughs> if you born after the 80s, you can use the email at the two marks at thepodstation.co.uk. It's the birth of the internet. We've got the world's longest domain. <laughs> if you want to listen to Latham's 80s uh, podcast. We'll put it as a you, post. You were ahead of your time there, Leighton. I must have known the future, what the future held. <laughs> exactly. Star dropped little breadcrumbs. But that sets the whole movie up, doesn't it, ultimately? Yeah. His mum dies, which creates the reason why the tape and it's his, so and his headphones mm. is so important, because he's listening to that music whilst he's stealing things, mm. as his lovable rogue mm. uh, character is. And that's the reason why. And then he gets kidnapped by the Ravengers. Mm-hmm. We don't know the Ravengers at this point, but you see this ship yeah. just, like, suck him up. Yeah. <laughs> I just, Continue. I just did that for you. I did that for you. Dramatic pause, giggle, crack on. <laughs> so yeah, and then then that carries the movie forward. Yeah. And the, and James Gunn just does music and it sound does. amazing. Really well. Yeah, because every single song in that people will know. Yeah, and it's, some of those songs are when were you when that song played at the discotheque, which yeah. I'm using eighties lingo. You're welcome. Um, because people will know well, given I, I was nine when the 80s ended chances are I probably wasn't in a discotheque you well, might have been in a school discotheque though no but you'd remember them I've been sliding up. on my knees and not paying any attention to the song did you slide on your knees of course. I burnt through so many knee, knee holes my, my mum put pa- patches oh <laughs> I used to have them too yeah if there was a hole in your pants your mum would buy one of them patches and sew yeah. it on like now you buy no I'd have just got my ass kicked <laughs> if it had gone through my pants <laughs> like I used that. to slide across the floor like you did and it would burn the friction would burn holes in my trousers and my oh. mum would patch them up or sew them up like when now you pay £100 for a pair of pants it looks shit I know they've you? already got the holes in yeah. it yeah and you pay more you money you so old Anyway, moving on. I mean, that brings us on to the, the sort of the opening scene after the miserable death bit. Yeah. Um, which is when, quite excitingly, we come across another Infinity Stone, uh, which is uh, Peter Quill landing on the planet to find it sort of Indiana Jones style. Yeah. And can I hasten to add that when I dance in my head, that's how I look. What do you look like in real life, though? Probably not like Peter Quill. <laughs> Can we do a, a demo later? <laughs> Peter Quill dancing and then you dancing. You open this, you open this Pandora so box. So Ollie, you did. No comment. <laughs> Mate, if I'm eating two chocolate cream eggs in my mouth, you're doing a silly dance. Hell yes. But yes, do, do we not think that it's a fantastic soft opening, I suppose, to the film given... Well, I, I was more excited about the fact that we realised that Ronan was in the movie again, because obviously we had the big controversy about you putting Ronan in well, for Well, Thanos is as well, thing. so whoever had him on their list, I Me. mean, at last, the two <laughs> of you have actually caught up to reality. <laughs> you can technically have him on your list now, because he's been in the film I'll, more than five seconds. I know, I was very, very excited about the fact that Ronan and Thanos suddenly made an appearance. <laughs> I did, my eyes me. just rolls off, Christ's sake. <laughs> the, 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 uh, the dance that Peter Quill is doing is because no one's looking that's the equivalent of you having a brush in the shower and singing to your brush because <laughs> he doesn't know when he was looking because apart from we are the viewer but yeah. he doesn't know he's not aware of us so that's what people do like I I sing to myself I dance to Enya Peter Quill <laughs> is essentially what I get up to when I'm on my own and no one's looking if I was a movie that's what would happen interesting it, well it might be <laughs> But yeah, I quite like that because it just shows his character because yeah, he's not brilliant. he's not afraid to be himself, no. even though somebody was watching, i.e. us, you probably gagged in, <laughs> and um, he's not aware of it. No. And then the whole... He doesn't know it's an Infinity Stone, by the way, does he? No, no, not at that point. 
And we don't know. We don't know that point. No, because no, no. we were asking each other, what's in the orb? The purple one. Well, technically, I already knew because I've seen this film before, but... Well, I did. I'd seen the film before, but I didn't, it didn't click until now because mm. I didn't know anything about Infinity I mean, the first before. time I watched the film, I didn't have a no. Scooby-Doo. In fact, technically, I, I sort of knew what the Infinity Stone was by the end of the film, but I didn't know what the Infinity Stone relevance is. Yeah. So I didn't realise that all those others were necessarily Infinity Stones. I'm sure I probably had a conversation with you at that point. It was probably you and Vince I was asking about the Infinity Stones and you explained. Can we talk about Yondu? Well, Already? We, 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 yeah, what about Ronan? Do you not want to get on to Ronan? Yeah, okay, let's do Ronan. Because the next scene we do actually meet, well, we see we actually see Ronan again in the order that we're watching this film. I mean, in the release date, this is the first time we've come across Ronan, whereas we've been watching it in date order, yeah. not release order. So we've seen Ronan for 0.2 of a second in Captain Marvel, yes, uh, which apparently warrants going on your top ten list of favorite characters. Oh, them. Um, but we actually get to meet him properly, so now it's all right to have him on your oh, list. Thank you. Yeah, love it. Love him. Brilliant, brilliant character. That's why he's on my list. Yeah, he's on mine too. Now the problem is when I see him, I can only think of that TV series he was in about the computers. Oh, ca- halt and catch fire. Yeah. Fabulous that was TV a binge. series. I watched that, oh, all of that. Love that. Week. Have you seen that? No, of me yet. On oh, Netflix, no, it's, it's so brilliant. Cool. Like right. really good. Amazon. And all I can think of is him. Yeah. In that, I didn't. Well, I'm the way round. I didn't even. I hadn't seen that show until afterwards, like sometime afterwards. And I was like, oh, it's him, because I was like, I'd never seen him in anything. Then I saw that show and oh, it's him. Very good show. Brilliant. I suppose with that, he's quite a small person to play that role his name's Lee Pace yeah you mean height or just in terms of no as in like he wasn't well known if you think about him playing a major baddie Mm. if you think of all the other major baddies who've been played Mm. um, I'm trying to think of Sandy off the top of my head and just gone completely blank well Tom Hiddleston who was the guy who played the elf in um, Christopher Eccleston Christopher Eccleston Thanos' guy Josh Brolin yeah these are big names mm. who are playing the baddies he's not as big a name is he no but he did a great job because Ronan's quite a good baddie but, but Ronan's really un- Ronan dies at the end of this anyway so he's only in it for one uh, movie yeah, movie I mean, Maybe you can tell why. me this. It's only going to change the reasons why you should or shouldn't be in the top ten anyway, but there we go. I'm just saying maybe because he hasn't got longevity, that's why they didn't cast a bigger person in that role. He's a knob. Well, you say that, but Tom, uh, Thingy Eccleston, who's, Chris Eccleston, who's never forgotten after five minutes, I mean, he dies in that one straight away. Of where Chris Eccleston? If all of the people... Getting not confused with most of the baddies, Most of the buddies, because he was in Iron Man 1. Um, the guy... The bald guy. Yeah, the one out of Tron. Uh, my IMDb's up there. <laughs> the, guy, the guy from Tron. Yeah, this is how little I know shit without my IMDb. The big Lebowski guy. Yes. Yeah. Um, he gets killed in the first film. Well, yeah, Ironmonger. That's how you play. Yeah, 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 Most yeah, of the, most yeah, of the yeah, bad yeah. guys get get worn off pretty quick. But So you approve of Ronan. I love Ronan. I was excited about the fact that we had a baddie at the beginning, uh, well, at the end of uh, Captain Marvel, and then I'm really excited that we got to see a little bit more of him. And he turned out to be quite funny. Who? Ronan. Funny? Yeah, there was a scene Is where he like was like Loki funny. being cheeky? But wasn't, wasn't that true? He had a, well... There was this funny he, scene he, he in it. I, well, I must have been asleep during that bit. Yeah, he was, but that was what I loved more about him, because he was a bit... Yeah, he was, like, power-driven... 
but then there's a point where he's very funny in it too. You scare me slightly. Is this Wait, where which with the funny bits? Was he getting a mud bath? Was it the bit where he came out of the mud bath all covered in black? I can't. Mm, Why is that funny? I, I no, I'm asking because she's saying he's funny, and I was saying, was it when he got out of there? Shit, was it when he was stoving Drax's head in, going, "I don't remember killing your wife and daughter, and I'm not going to no. remember killing you." Hilarious. No. Oh, really? Was funny. it when no. he was talking to Thanos and killed the other guy? No, it's when he he told Thanos, "You know that promise I made? You can fuck off. I'm keeping the stone, and I'm going to go and destroy an entire planet, killing." Everyone there on was it. there was a couple of moments but Hashtag I can't remember lols. off the top of my head. Anyway, moving on. I just think he's brilliant. What about you, Latham? <laughs> well, he's on my list, and he just have a look at the list. What number is he? Well, we'll, we'll wait and see what number he's on. Let's not go into that because we'll we'll cover that at the end of the show. We'll have to say, stay tuned. I suppose we should explain for anyone who's listening for the first time. But at the end of each episode, we do a top ten favorite characters. Uh, and each film, if the character's been in that film, we can move them around. Otherwise, they will drop down in the order by nature of any new people you put in there. And we also rate the films out of 10. Uh, so, uh, Ronan was in your top 10. Is. No, was is. he moved down? Is well, he? he is. No, no, well, he is. And uh, Subject to what other changes you may or may not be making, Ronan uh, was. Four. Number 11. <laughs> You knocked him out of your top ten. Oh, well. Um, when you added Bucky Barn slash Winter Soldier in at number two. <laughs> uh, so, Controversial. Yeah. Controversial, indeed. Uh, but we'll, we'll, we'll crack that little nut <laughs> a little bit later on. Do you want to go for your next notes, or shall Yondu. I mention the next scene? Oh, you're just randomly reading out characters, aren't you? Well, I, I make notes differently Are we not following the storyline? No, but I am, because Are Yondu's you? coming at some point, because that's what I've put down next. Why, what's going on next in your scene? Well, the next on my list while I was awake was Xander, where um, Quill goes to try and pawn off the yeah, Infinity yeah. Stone. That's when yeah. we find out it's actually an Infinity Stone. Well, London. And Gamora and Rocket and Groot all sort of come it's together it's a cute little scene this isn't it because we get introduced to Rocket and Groot yeah. Stan, Stan Lee does a cameo he does do a cameo on the London Bridge yeah. where it's filmed he does at this point I should lay my cards on the table and say that Rocket is my hero um, the way he's bitching and moaning about everyone on the streets at the beginning of this scene is pretty much how I am all day every day yeah Just I, a, I would liken you to Rocket actually that's pretty good uh Sad, this is a sad movie which deals with a lot of sadness doesn't it because Rocket's story yeah. is sad but you don't get heaviness with the Rocket story it's very they keep it very light I don't know that it's very clever because they do there are some really like uh, when you when, show his back and yeah, stuff yeah in the prison where his back's exposed there is just that really small poignant moment of this poor creature's been tortured and then he turns around open his mouth and you instantly lose all sympathy for him yeah I mean, you, you're in the comics, he was created specifically to keep psychiatric keep psychiatric psychiatric patients. Say that three times quickly. I don't think I will. Psych, psychiatric patients company. Say that again. No, I will. I, I will not. Um, yeah, that was that in the comics. That was basically his job mm. to keep them company. Groot's backstory is even more sad. Oh, go on. Because he suffers from a degenerative disease. His race basically can only say, I am Groot, because uh, this genetic disorder requires, well, over time, tightens the vocal cords, which prevents speech, which is the reason why he can only say, I am Groot. So will his vocabulary reduce even further? Possibly. 
But that's why that's why you can only say I am Groot because he hasn't got the ability to say more. Because of this disease, this disease. That's, wow. that's the comics that they didn't touch upon that in the movie because I think you'd already be crying. Yeah, you got to start with a woman dying of cancer. Raccoon's been been played with. Touch. <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's been dragged around and then you got Groot who can't talk properly because he's got a disease which stops him from speaking well he's pretty harmless mm. in this first scene harmless thank you very good don't encourage him I'll do the humour and Gamora as well because we, we come across Nebula and Gamora I mean Gamora obviously features more in this particular scene but yeah. the both of them do feature with Ronan yeah. and it's at this point that they're they're declared as daughters of Thanos. Well, they've, they've adopted do- daughters. daughters because he's basically conquered the planets that they're in. Mm. And in fact, in the comics, Gamora's history is far more bloodier. Mm. It's more violent. They've, they've toned it down a lot. Because, I mean, if you thought her, her life was pretty grim, it's worse in the comics. Wow. Well, you get a bit of an insight into that when they, when Gamora and Peter are on the balcony and she gives a bit of a backstory. So you get a bit of a... Serious moment yeah. from her on that. Oh wow! Talk about dragging the uh, <laughs> tone down. The tone down. I yeah. Know. yeah. I, I mean, my next thing on the list is the prison. But what, what's on your notes? Well, where does Yondu come in between then? Because he comes in at some I think point you've just got Yondu than that. Yondu's further down yeah, the line. No, he's, he's, he's after way, the break down prison. It's before Gamora and Nebula are adopted daughters of Thanos. I think you might have fell asleep because the prison part first. Yeah. Let's I do mean, Yondu. I love Yondu too. Do you like his whistle? Yeah. What a brilliant weapon is that? I'd be chasing shit ton of people around if I he, had that. He's quite powerful as Yondu, yeah. isn't he? In the comics. Mm. What I love about him is that he wants to get shit done, but he's also got a very soft spot for Peter in this film. Well, he kind of adopts he lets him, him, doesn't he? Yeah, yeah he yeah. lets him off with a, a shit ton of stuff, so you realise that he's trying to be soft but hard at the same time, and that's we really nice. We've all had nice. <laughs> There's pills now. Soft and hard. It's the name of my album. It, the the whole ship, ra- is it Raiders? Ravagers. Ravagers. The Ravagers, I fell asleep trying the name. Uh, the Ravagers crew are fabulous. They're great in this and yeah. they're great in the second film as well where the, the a lot of the crew are sort of share that Yondu vibe of yeah. being we're baddies except for a soft, they've got a soft little underbelly that, yeah. that's quite cute and amusing at the mm. same time love it well I think that's the bit that makes it humorous is the fact they are shit pirates yeah and all, well, they, they also care yeah. so there's there's the solidarity mm. of their clan which is a smorgasbord of different people so they've taken in Peter Quill they've other people have joined the Ravagers and the Ravagers are collective mm. they're not specifically one species although obviously a lot of them are but most of them have been part of a ragtag band of pirates and buccaneers mm. I would be really bad if I had Yondu's passes I can't whistle <laughs> no way do you got billy billy boo billy 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 boo I mean I can sort of do a little bit of a whistle go on try but in- <laughs> <laughs> on. I can't no, you're like a dancing much. monkey aren't you come on monkey perform can you whistle in your lips <laughs> <laughs> oh dear lord and no for a fact you can't do the put your finger in your mouth I just oh what's that my ears are bleeding now <laughs> go on I can make a little bit of noise by whistling like that but fart. I won't be able to because <laughs> I'm laughing but you know the fingers in the mouth when I just slobber down me my chin no, just, just over someone <laughs> <laughs> it's like that but yeah no I can't whistle 
So that you don't even try. Really just do it. Well, I can't because it'll keep smiling and laughing, and obviously I can't. If, oh, if, if, if I have a serious moment, I'll just randomly try and. Peter Quill's mum died of cancer. <laughs> That was the wrong response. Obviously. <laughs> that was dark. Oh, dear. Uh, dark like the prison, which is the next scene. Yeah. Woo. The prison is a pretty good scene. I love Fight the prison scene, scene too. I yeah. mean, the prison is just fabulous. The... Uh- the, the fact that Rocket just sets the, the tone and be like, this bitch is mine. Oh, it's so kick-ass. Although, in it? fairness, he does it because he's got Groot there. I mean, Groot, is, if without Groot, he, yeah. he would be less physically assured, although I'm sure his attitude would still at least have a go. He's a tinkerer. Well, he's, a, he's, a, he's an arms expert, isn't he? Yeah. The fact that he's, he's being carried by a six-foot fucking tree <laughs> yeah. just helps him a little bit. Yeah. You know, that's good, isn't it? I mean, if you had a massive stalker, You'd be able to do a lot of stuff, wouldn't you? Mm. See his tight trousers. <laughs> but if you had a tree, you could walk walking around. It's a bit like Lord of the Rings, isn't it? With those, what are those trees called? Yeah, but Groot's a bit faster. Those trees work really slowly. slowly. Yeah, well, they're they're bigger again. But Groot's the right height for mm. a tree. With my, with my botanist <laughs> hat on. Yeah, so, so you with no plants in the office. Oh, here we go. Find. <laughs> yes, I love my green fingers. Mm-hmm. But you also get to meet Drax in this in this um, scene as well, which is kind of cool because he's yeah. got a very sad backstory as well. Actually, the more we talk about it, the well, more I'm like, I mean, right, the like this, this is the sad bits. In this, this, film. this is why we didn't get your thoughts about Iron Man because this film is very similar. I mean, it's obviously slightly more amusing, but they have the luxury of doing that because it's the first film. They haven't built up a backstory of two movies like Iron Man did, but mm. Marvel have this wonderful ability to find the balance between humour and heavy, weighty story arcs. Yeah. And Drax is another character who's got horrendous background. Mm. Yeah, his family was slaughtered. Yeah. But I think what they've done well in here is they've balanced it much nicer for me because I didn't get bogged down with the sad. I think the sad was then quickly picked up. I think the problem you had with Iron Man is you, your expectation yeah. of the last two movies had culminated with the third one and you thought you were going to get this exact same thing. Yeah, which wasn't. Was, was marketing Guardians... Is sorry, Pollard. I thought a stroke then. Guardians is a group of ragtag people who have come together similar because of their backgrounds and they've gravitated towards each other because they, they, they come across as not liking each other, but the, but through their look of not liking each other, they actually love each other. Mm. It's um, that sheer chaos and carnage that brings them all together because yeah. they've all got chaos they're and carnage in people. there. Yeah, yeah, they're all broken people. If you look at the whole of the group, each one of them is broken. Yeah, but oh. you also get to see Rocket's brilliance in this scene as well because the fact that he gets Peter Quill to go get that leg and be like, I was only joking, killed it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's and, a I mean, scene. Well, they all are. Um, Groot starting the whole plan off with the thing yeah, that was last on before. the list. We all know a Drax. Yeah. We've all know someone who, when you say something, just do, does not get it, and Literal. you just look at yeah, you yeah. just looking at them blankly, going, "You surely must have got that statement." Yeah, 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 yeah Defo. But I, the, uh, the the interesting thing is the fans fell in love with two CGI characters. Mm. So you spent all this money on, as you've already said, star star power, yeah. and yet people fell in love with the tree and, and the, the raccoon. raccoon. Mm. I don't know. I, I think I fell in love with pretty much everyone in this film. There's so many good characters. So many. I mean, even we we've sort of skipped past the Zandar bit. But what's his face who won the Oscar for Chicago? John C. Riley. Yeah. <clears throat> I mean, even John C. Riley's hilarious. He plays a tiny, tiny part in this film, and still has some absolutely Belters. Mm. belting lines. Mm. But the prison scene and their escape was brilliant. 
what I, I did put prison scene brilliant <laughs> with with detailed insight like that yeah right it's very clever you, you what said, your notes or the scene the scene <laughs> so you, what you exactly said was I thought the scene in the prison was brilliant and I put prison scene brilliant, brilliant. <laughs> yeah it's a, almost a Dax a Dax Drax <laughs> a Drax type note taking mm-hmm. yeah where are we going to now on your notes? Because well, we're all over the show here. Are we going to the end es- credits? Then they escape, don't they? And they end up on waiting on the broker. Have well, you put, nowhere. What have you put in your notes? Escape. Yeah, but they're nowhere. Is that where they want he's the being, to? He's being funny. Shut off. They are, they're nowhere. Yeah. Okay. That's the place. Well, actually... <laughs> c- what? They're nowhere. Okay. Call his bluff now and tell him what that is. Ask him what it is. What is it? It's nowhere. He'll <laughs> <laughs> probably be there better off doing a whistle. Um, can I can I mention that in this scene, um, it made me laugh when Quill and Gamora are on the balcony and he puts the headphones on her and then she says some, a joke about pelvic sorcery. That was fucking hilarious. Yes. That's something that Lathan would say. Yeah, because they're dancing together and they're just like, stop, I will not be enticed by this pelvic sorcery that he's, because he's dancing close. That was mega I think we the end of the film. No, it's not. It's on that balcony when she's listening to the music for the first time and Drax is downstairs waiting on Ronan's army to turn up. Right. We've obviously skipped the collective bit then. Yeah. Oh, no, but that's before, they're, while they're waiting for the broker to, they've not, that's not happened yet, I don't think. I, at this point, do not know where you are in this movie because while Drax is downstairs then they all go and meet the broker who then realises that Ronan is after the orb and then he tells them to get out I mean it's quite exciting because the collector who we meet for the first time and he, he's quite Second a second time this, oh yes it is, yes, yeah. sorry because he's already got an infinity stone the yes I, I stand corrected um, he obviously explains more about the infinity stones which is very cool and to further give the backstory to the other thing that Mark mentioned about nowhere. Where? Nowhere. As in, some, not somewhere. Somewhere. Nowhere. Over the rainbow. Oh, God, this isn't Nowhere cold. is the uh, decapitated head of a celestial. Is it? Yeah. Oh, oh yeah, that's, that's true. Cool. Yeah, that's true. Oh, they thanks, did say that. that. Yeah, yeah, because yeah, it is. A, yeah, correct. And so to continue that backstory I more, must have fallen asleep when they had approached that. That's gutting because... We'll watch it again. Why are you gutted? Because you you were, you were banging on about nowhere, nowhere, and they didn't know that. Yeah, it, it was. No, I'm gutted yeah. insofar as I've I've missed that, but I'm very excited to watch that again. But what's even more exciting? Listen to this, mm. and this is this is okay, I suppose, because of the um, the recent trailer we've just seen for something else. Basically, uh, the backstory is the celestial, well, the celestial's head that you see floating around that's nowhere was decapitated by Null, who manifested the blade of living abyss from his shadow, known as the All Black, the Necro Sword. Now, where have we just seen that? Uh, what have we just seen a trailer for? Thor. Yes. Yes. Love and Thunder. Yeah. So uh... the sword that the guy has in that is the Necro Sword, which is the God Killer. Boom. It's so clever, isn't it? That you this film was brought out in two thousand and fourteen, and eight years on, they're only just introducing stuff that's linked to this film. It's just don't you just wish that you were working so at the clever. Marvel head offices right now? I should probably try and get you to a job. You know, I feel like you'd just be in heaven. 
Well, that's why I just do the storyboards for you to fill in all the little bits. So when we watch these things, you can see. I know, where the but my brain—I don't feel like my brain has capacity to be able to understand the magnificence that is Marvel because it's there's just so many elements to it. Yeah, they don't mess around, do they? No, it's brilliant. And this is why I think people like Marvel compared to DC. It's because you can just become totally engrossed in it. Mm. Well, yeah, they they put the time in to think about all the nuances. Everything is considered. I mean, the fact that eight years on, I'm still finding new and exciting things that I missed completely. Yeah. Well, about stuff that's to give com- you a little cheeky, a little cheeky nod to mm. the the intricacies that Marvel go to mm. in the Incredible Hulk, the film that you didn't like. When he gets a scar from his battle with Thunderbolt Ross, mm. he still has that scar when Mark Ruffalo's Hulk is in his thing. So when he's in Avengers, the scar he got from the battle with Thunderbolt Ross in The Incredible Hulk, he still has on his shoulder. That's the Attention level. Attention to detail yeah. in it. Yeah. That's crazy. Who would who would think? No. Yeah. But what did you think about, just going back to this scene with the Collector then, what did you think about the Collector as a character? I mean, I'm slightly disappointed with the Collector because he doesn't play as big a part as I expected he would generally in this film or necessarily in the future I thought he was going to he was mm. going to be he was going to almost create more of a synergy because of the nature of what he does he allows for quite a nice almost spaghetti junction type yeah. he can be the center of lots of things going on and almost they can come together at that one place but yeah. it doesn't really work out like that We're talking about the casting I don't think Benicio del Toro is the guy that should have been cast because he mumbles a lot if you've seen the usual suspects mm. like, I've stuck I've got some stuff which is funny because we've just said how good Marvel are at casting yeah. is, is this is this a faux pas but on I feel like part? his face fitted the collector really well he looks like him from the comics and yeah. actually the collector is, is a pretty good villain because and as you're saying as a conduit all roads would lead there because he I mean I've got loads of easter eggs from the whole scenes that he was in mm. But all roads, if you were trying to find someone or something, that would be the person you go to. And actually, in the comics, he's pretty. Well, he of, collects stuff. So he's I know ruthless. that's interesting. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. I mean, we're not just talking about trinkets and thimbles it's and stamps. People and animals and, well, yeah, and creatures and yeah. yeah, it's very interesting. And I, I, like them, he collects them in his boot. Yep, scoop them up. Hashtag. It's like I'm like the child catcher for ladies. <laughs> But yeah, in- allegedly, very very interesting character. I mean, it didn't it didn't have a massive role in this, but it was enough to pique me my interest. I have to say, yeah, I, and well, I, I hope it was insured. <laughs> yeah, goddamn, you won't have any indemnity for that. No, yeah, what you what you cover that with? Well, it's yeah. a bit like this, isn't it? Well, it, yeah, that is. It is, it, be, it is behind me is Latham's special edition Star L- Trek limited. Nemesis um, um, standy. cinema standy, standy thing. Yeah which got damaged when his office got broken into many moons ago and the insurers don't know how to value it because it's such a unique... Well, they'd have a job with the collector's gears, Miles. <laughs> well, if you think that's hard to value... How much do you think an Infinity Stone's worth? Well, you... The Priceless. Infinity. It's just, yeah. Was that a joke? No. Okay. No, it wasn't. I can attest <laughs> It wasn't that. funny. <laughs> I can attest that was not a joke. Mm, okay. Said Drax. Well, Drax didn't find this whole scene particularly funny while he's getting his ass handed to him. Well, I don't believe that he thought that he could take Ronan on his own. What an idiot. Ronan's quite strong. Why is Ronan... Is, uh, are all Krees that strong? Mm, yeah. Well, you can you can thank the Kree for the um, trigenesis um, thing. So the Kree wanted to create... It all, goes, it all ties into the Eternals and the Celestials and the Deviants and all this stuff. So it's not, it's not spoilerific. The Kree wanted to do experiments on the humans... So they injected 
certain humans with this pterogenesis gas or it's like a stone and you smash it like a crystal and it, it emits a gas and it either kills you instantly or you end up having uh, now you see powers. this in Marvel of S.H.I.E.L.D. Don't Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Just Agents of Marvels it. of S.H.I.E.L.D. Mm. but you also if you've seen this the Marvel TV show The Inhumans um, it, it did, didn't bode well excuse you <laughs> I was just doing an impression of how good was that, that show was have you watched it? Have you seen it? <laughs> He's going to say, I haven't seen it now. Have you watched it? No. <laughs> <laughs> no idea. It wasn't its greatest, but I think the problem is it, it kind of ended up being a bit of um, a Marvel fatigue because whilst this was on, there were other shows on and Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. was on and each of the shows was doing its thing and because Disney at the time hadn't gone, I think we'll take it all back. And Netflix had their shows that are Marvel and Hulu had shows that were Marvel and many, many others had different shows. And they didn't have X-Men. And they didn't have X-Men at the time. Which is sort of what the Inhumans are. Um, no, they're their own thing. Oh, are they? Yeah, the, on, on the on the tier level, they are... We'll edit that out so it doesn't sound quite stupid. <laughs> they're, they're, on, they're tier one. They are enhanced. They could be classed... They're not X-Men, but they, you could argue that it's another way if they got the mutant gene activated. But the, the Inhumans were the ones that the Kree essentially... Um, experimented on quite harshly and the Kree are quite powerful and have enslaved certain people I mean Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. latterly did touch upon that they're not very nice no. although it's Kree- weird because you've got the Kree and the Skrull the Skrull um, and I'm getting confused between the Kree and the Skrull so the Skrull are the ones we saw in Captain Marvel the which are the funky yeah. eared yeah. ones That's why I got who we assume are goodies at the end of that and yeah. obviously we've seen the Kree here who we assume are all baddies, baddies. Yeah. but that's not strictly the case it's a bit like humanity I guess where there's Good and goodies bad, yeah. and baddies on. and across the comics they kind of swap places and so in terms of like Secret Wars the reason why the Kree were doing what they were doing is what they wanted to do is create Kree super soldiers that would be able to infiltrate mm. organisations so there'd be like you for example you'd have been um, an enhanced Kree soldier mm. you'd still look like you mm. but you'd have the power to gag in thank Scott you later. well done yeah. so you know mission achieved accomplished yeah and then so he'd have the Kree they didn't sort of inject him and he'd have the ability to I be, have the super ability to moan Mm, yeah. Well, what would be your super ability? Well, genius, isn't it? <laughs> and slenderness. <laughs> Working on the second. I need more of that pterogenesis. <laughs> also known as less fat. Um, but that's what they would do. The idea was to infiltrate. So part of various comic book storylines, you would have this battle going on. Mm. So you could have it as part of, arguably, secret invasion. So you've got the Kree super soldiers that are infiltrating high levels of government and, and the alphabet agencies. Then you'd have the scroll who shapeshift. Mm. They would also be infiltrating S.H.I.E.L.D. and um, nice. st- and, and the other one, I can't, S.W.O.R.D. Mm. and all the other all the other agencies that kind of oversight commission. They would That would be part of their inf- infiltration thing. Um, but they're not... There's some good ones and bad ones, and some are worse than others. Well, Run definitely falls into the bad, because not only is he generally bad, and in fact he's a bad enough guy where he tells Thanos, who, in fairness, we don't realise is quite the guy that perhaps he may develop into further down the line. Well, you know he's got power, because obviously Ronan is is answering to him until... Yeah, yeah. Well, until he tells point. him to do one. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, don't forget, he's Kree. He hasn't got any special powers. He's probably strong. Yeah. But I mean, only because he's been made genetically. Yeah. Because he's been dabbled with by 
the Celestials. But and you realise that Thanos that. is something of a different being and a well, bit of Thanos a higher being. Is below Celestials and he's on a part of the Eternals because Star Fox is Thanos. He's, a de- he's part deviant, part eternal. Yeah. Is Thanos? Yeah. Yeah. But you don't obviously get that story. So he's, yeah. he's got godlike abilities, a bit like Thor. And really. he's scary looking. Well, Thor's on. The, well, he's got a penis chin. Oh, stop! Testicle chin. Testicle chin. So yeah, he so he would be tier three. Right. Thor is tier two and humans, X-Men, uh, Inhumans are tier one. Right. If you're going to put them in tiers. Yeah, mm-hmm. so he's more powerful. So tier three is higher than the others. I know that's the, other, that's the way it's going. So where would Ronan fit into that tier? He'd, tier two? He'd be tier two probably, yeah. Okay. So you as, as Guardians, your Olympians... Um, they're probably tier two. So they... So they oh, well, like Usain Bolt. Yes, the one with gold people. He, well, he runs actually almost as fast as Captain America. <laughs> Captain America. Shut let's up. not open that. Let's not open this room again. Captain America runs um, in half an hour about thirty-five miles an hour, and Usain Bolt does twenty-nine point seven something like that. Wow. Oh, I'm so, not going down this. Let's move on. Technically, the truth. <laughs> uh, but my notes next, which I'm sorry to cut in, but my next notes are: plan to recover stone. Dash is someone hundred percent dick. No, but. Before that, basically... <laughs> what was I there? Was I falling asleep and having a dream at this point? Well, before that, so isn't... Obviously, Drax is called... Because glossed over that slightly. Obviously, they've gone to the collector, just to rewind. They've mm-hmm. gone to the collector, uh, shown the orb. In the meantime, Drax has called in Ronan. Ronan's outside waiting on things... On, on nowhere. On the, on the nowhere. And the... Oh, the collector's office blows up and then Ronan's kicking Drax's office. ass. <laughs> is that what it is? His office. It's his office, yeah. showroom, whatever you want to call it. House. Museum. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And then, and then the and fire then, brigade turn up. And then Nebula comes and grabs the orb when everybody's uh, on the backtrack in it and get off. Oh no, they, they escape on the pods and then Nebula gets it from a Gamora. Yeah. And Gamora then is left for dead. Until Peter comes. Until Peter comes, sacrifices his life and then calls Yondu to come and collect them. With his whistle. With his whistle. Yeah. <laughs> right, so does that bring us up to where you are I now no then? Idea. Sorry, go. Take, apparently he's not about dicks or go something. Go on, what were on. you saying? You know, these, I, I, I think it's the, um, that might be the plan. Yeah, the plan where they're all you, sat together on Yondu's. Like, I've got maybe 12% 10, of plan. 12% of plan. Maybe that's what I was trying to write. Yeah. I was just super tight because I put 100% dick. <laughs> Could that be predictive texting? <laughs> I, don't I don't know. know. Or maybe something going through my head. Do we know the relevance of that twelve percent thing? No. Well, I think the relevance is just he did. He had no plan. So the the joke that was carried on from the Avengers when Joss Whedon directed the film The Avengers, Iron Man says that he's going to award Pepper Potts twelve percent of the idea. Right. And then later on, she says because when he obviously designed Stark Tower, he says I'll give you twelve percent of the creative process. Then later on, she comes up with another twelve percent. They were having twelve percent of a moment james gunn continues that joke and says 12 percent of a plan all right no way witty bounce it was that 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 little scene anyway was funny while they're trying to get shit in it's very cute because it brings together all of their personalities really well the fact that they all decide to go along with it even though they all voice quite rightly all of their different positions which is so totally random and chaotic yeah is sort of the beauty of this film brought into a single moment i think your single moment was your 
your dream about 100% dick. <laughs> I do too. <laughs> Which I'd like, like to explore another date. <laughs> yeah. Watch that as a different episode. <laughs> what what, what you have makes... 100% dick on yours as well? Because no, it might have been a shared dream. No, <laughs> I don't know what's no. going on. <laughs> what, what, what else have you got on your list? After, obviously, the planning, they, they all decide to go after uh, Ronan's ship in order not for him to land on Xandar and plant the the orb or the power stone power stone which it's would have killed stone. everybody um have you just imdb'd that hmm? no i knew that okay i'd googled it yesterday the power when stone we, when we watched it yeah the infinity stone yeah, but what one is it it's the power what's the power stone it's an infinity stone no but what one is it though it's uh, uh? It the, it's the purple one yeah so what does the purple one do power, power he said that's what he said. Yeah. <laughs> well, what do you think oh, it does? Are we, um, are we, are we googling this now? Purple, purple people infinity eat stone. Oh, you on about people won't know? Oh, yeah. I don't know. We've established. Well, the exposition. No, the exposition says they was affinity stones, aren't so. Yeah, and so at the time That's when fine. I was told about the infinity stones, I googled what the infinity stones were. It's and it the power stone. Yeah. It obviously lists them all, and then I, because it says the colours next to it, I I was able to deduce. Yeah, it's the power stone. Yeah. It was the power stone. So yeah, so, he's gonna use yeah, the power stone. So he was gonna use the power stone. So um it's then then them then enacting the relevant thing to stop them from reaching Xandar. But it was a nice thing that Nova Core kinda came and helped as well. Well, I mean, full disclosure, I was asleep at this point, but from memory I do remember. <laughs> They come out and they help them when it looks like shit is hitting the fan and they create that shield to try and keep the ship up. So, the, yeah, the Nova Corps ships come, open their wings yeah, and they make the whole... Yeah. yeah, love that scene. Didn't work though, I, did it? No, but I love that they actually came to his to his aid because that character that you were talking about... The it's like having a pretty parachute soldier, when it's on fire. The soldier, he obviously took it into... He obviously realised that, you know, Quill was doing the right thing. I mean, all I can remember from this scene is the heartbreaking fact that Groot dies in flames. Oh, but that, but, yeah. he, but he but the good thing is because this the ship I was just trying to find the name for the Dark Aster is the, what they're trying to protect against. Mm. I mean, Groot, as you rightly say, kind of shields sacrifices them. himself. It's also essential, doesn't he? And that's an, again, it's an, that's another sad part of the film, isn't it? Oh, it's horrendously sad because ridiculously you are totally invested in this character at this point in the mm. film. A CGI tree. Yeah. They um, can only say the same three yeah. words repeatedly. Who wants a group tree? Hands up. Me. We've all I'll got. just put... Well, you just want trees. <laughs> I just like trees. Yeah, I like I mean, We live in a tree. tropical rainforest in our house already. Yeah. <laughs> FYI. If you want to see a real action version of Jumanji, get yourself down to their house. <laughs> I mean, it looks like Steve Irwin's been in there. Well, he's dead now, but he'd be, if he was alive, he'd be in there with crocodiles and stingrays. Hey, I'm trying to ex- oxygenate our house. that has far so, too much technology in it for my life. I get light-hatted. <laughs> <laughs> I get light-headed when I walk into our house. <laughs> Just open the window. <laughs> get, get a bit of CO2 in there. I mean, it's like photogenesis in there, isn't it? It's a healthy environment. Plants are important. And so I love Groot. All right, and I Greta. love a Groot tree. Stick your head out for a bit of carbon monoxide just to balance the equation. Yeah, just shove the, uh, shove the car exhaust in there. Uh, Greta Thunberg, if you want to be a sponsor. But it was a sad scene when he... When he... Oh, it was. But then that then is, is, is then toppled by the dance-off. Which is... Absolutely fucking brilliant, isn't it? And it's a dance off. 
with the whole team in it yeah exactly and the whole team gag in yeah to take because he takes the power which is another shouge turning point because technically having he just been explained how powerful these stones are yeah he shouldn't be, he shouldn't to be holding it now yeah. if you don't want to grab your stones that's cool but there's <laughs> going to be some there's some power in my stones i tell you okay like, okay pull out <laughs> i've just seen some tumbleweed go by <laughs> <laughs> what's your hashtag technically the truth yeah <laughs> about the tumbleweed <laughs> oh, the power in my stones <laughs> That's just a lie. Hashtag bollocks. Literally, <laughs> that's technically the truth. But I love that he just like completely stopped that whole scene by that dance off, and Ronan's like, "What? What are you doing?" <laughs> I mean, it's funny. No, that really is, but that literally follows on, doesn't it? Straight after the loss, because Rocket Raccoon, who's got this love hate type thing, because he's a bit. Sort I of. don't know. He's all love about Groot. I don't think there's any point. I think he's he's humor humor orientated. It, well, he's sort of slightly humorous in his um, exasperation with Groot's behavior. But you you can tell he's a hundred percent in love. In yeah. love with the guy. Yeah, they are like yeah. bezies. Yeah. But what he does is he purposely doesn't acknowledge the love because he's protecting himself because yeah. he's damaged yeah. but you know but the fact that you can just tell when he's all slumped down no, but you see I think he, he does he does I think I, I genuinely believe him and Groot probably do share that experience it's just outwardly so for any observers he acts the arse because he doesn't want people to realise how much him and Groot have that um, thing yeah friendship yeah yeah well he does it to distance himself doesn't he mm. so he kind of arm's length type yeah. thing that romance yeah but I was surprised that Ronan dies at this point I, w- I wasn't expecting why, it why because he's a shit buddy and why would I anyone have him in his top 10 beam he up, beam himself up and just get off but then he died and I was like wow okay he's gone yeah that's a bad buddy isn't it yeah I mean what a way to go I mean it's ridiculous yeah <laughs> top 10 <laughs> You're quite flatulent today, aren't you? <laughs> he, is. Yeah. he hasn't whistled yet either. I'm no, waiting on it. He's an arsehole, has. <laughs> <laughs> so as a result of the Power Stone and Quill holding it as with, with the rest of him, you obviously get a reference to something a little bit deeper about Peter that we didn't know before. And they kind of allude to that, don't they? In, when he well, at the beginning back. of the story, you have the, the full circle, and don't you? Because it picks the story up again. Up, yeah, yeah, exactly. Because he doesn't know who his dad is, and no. that's been left massively open. Well, you do in this. You well, do. you don't know who his dad is, but he also has the power to hold an infinity stone and not die. But so Glenn Close does... also talks about it when she's back at the thing, doesn't she? Because she was questioning how they had done tests on him to say that he's half human, half yeah. something that they're not aware of. Yeah, on, on their database. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, so that was where we also get that. Yeah. What, what needs to be mindful is, again, MCU have, have adapted this storyline because... Peter Quill or Star-Lord actually appears in loads of stories across different comics mm. over the years. So for this, because this is the first time you ever see him, mm. they've messed around and redone his backstory to make it easy for the viewer. Because if you just went, oh, by the way, here's Star-Lord, who's been around in different comics for many, many years, but it's the first time you're seeing him, your investment wouldn't be the same. So they've given him a different sort of backstory so you go oh, okay and then they can build on that moving forward yeah love him uh, thankfully the post credit scenes well I suppose there's before, only one in there well I suppose before then we've got we now know where the power stone is with yeah. the Nova Core 
I've totally lost track of where the bloody scepter stone is. It was <laughs> with, with the collector. collector. That's with the collector. Yeah. And the other stone is with the collector as well. There's the only the, the ether. ether is with the collector. Oh, right. Okay. So he's um, got two stones. The Tesseract is with the collector, yeah. Right. Okay. So they are with the collector at no, the minute? No, one's with Novacore. Yeah. One's Xandar. One's on Earth. Well, so far we've only had three, haven't we? Have we had three or two? Yeah, they're not all with the collector. The, the ether the... and the... Well, the ether was from Dark World, which went to the collector with the Tesseract that he already had. Right, okay. Because he'd already been given the Tesseract, if my memory's right. And they dropped off the ether because he then went, I've got this one as well, which we were talking when we did the record, went, well, for someone who's called the collector, and I think you said this, why would you want to give someone these two precious things when the guy's name's the collector? Let's leave that and move on. Uh, we do get two post-credit oh. stings. We firstly get, thank God, Groot being alive oh, in, right. one, yeah, yeah. in one of the most charming and wonderful Aww, post-credit Michael stings. Michael Jackson, yeah. so cute ever gonna see Hashtag I mean merchandise everybody oh. wanted a Groot off the back of this yeah, yeah. I still want a Groot after the oh, back of that fabulous it I did buy so someone a Groot I'll have a Groot <laughs> don't look at me look at him he's the one who's buying Groot and, and well the second scene was Ed the Duck but yeah Not what Ed the, the hell Duck, that was from the BBC <laughs> <laughs> I know who I know the although, reference as well although I, although I have put Ed the duck I mean no I don't know who Ed the duck is how but would, that was weird how would, no, the collector and the duck who the hell is the you duck you explain how the duck okay because so. not Ed the duck he was a, child, a children's puppet uh, well we'll do he's in his, he's in my easter egg so if you're happy for me to cover yeah, easter eggs well, alright let's do the easter eggs well, then are we all covered on your fantastic I, I think notes so, yeah I think have so. we done all your notes yeah have we done all yours oh yeah I've done I mine. cannot believe collectively your notes cover that two hour period were you in a coma what were you up to for the other hour and 45 minutes no it, I, my notes 100% dick Stop it. Well, that's me. Yeah. Oh, he's drooling when he said it. Let me go through the Easter eggs, which we've covered a few already. The Howard the Duck backstory. This is another Disney property, a movie that was done by George Lucas, of all people. It was which bombed. super shit. It bombed. It's basically a talking duck from a planet of talking ducks who, for the bizarrest of reasons, they decided to choose, and it's George Lucas, by the way, of Star Wars fame, wow. have Howard the Duck have a sexual relationship with a human lady. Ew. I know. He, she got ducked. It's That's all crackers. I'm going to say. Oh, very funny. Well done. Okay, continue later. Well, I think he spoiled my one. <laughs> he, he talked over my one, which was she got ducked. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, he might... <laughs> Wait till he's finished. That's a bit malevolent, did that? <laughs> so it's actually a comic book thing, and because it's Disney who own all of it, technically what they've done is brought Howard the Duck into the. MCU. I think they were just taking the piss. Were yeah. they? Okay, yeah. that was, was a bit like, what the hell is a Duck the Collector? It was a nod to Disney who own the rights to Howard the Duck. Got it. And brought into the MCU, so now he is canon. Okay. Then you have Cosmo the Space Dog, Soviet space member of the Guardians. He's just been brought in. He's from the comic. He's a comic book character. Okay. The Chitauri. Um, are recognisable in the collector's room. Whether he was captured during the Battle of New York, we don't know. Uh, you see a dark elf, who is one of the antagonists from Thor 2. The Slither alien, which is a double nod. It's a nod to the alien parasite that was in the film Slither, that was one of James Gunn's directal, directorial debuts. The Slither alien is one that was featured in his film, James Gunn's directorial, de- directorial debut of Slither, um, the Sakarin. now that's quite important for a couple of reasons apart from being the henchmen of Ronan Accuser they play a big role in the Hulk story which was Planet Hulk comics 
uh, they don't technically own the license to do that, but then they might be able to because they may do a deal with Universal like they've done with Sony. So we may see that in the future. Um, James Gunn has also sort of collaborated with various people and have them cameo in his films, uh, specifically Lloyd Kaufman um, of Troma fame, who was uh, one of the people who helped him in his direct early days when he was director of the film Slither. Josh Brolin actually voices Thanos. Yeah, well, this is the first time he does that because the original time that Thanos appears is for 0.3 of a second, which also apparently warrants going into someone's top 10. Um, it, he wasn't played by Josh Brolin. In fact, he looked slightly different as well. They changed he? him up, yeah. He didn't have the big scrotum chin. Yeah, and he wasn't as purple. No, but this is this is the Thanos. That he did look like a bellend, didn't he? He did, but he's, 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 I mean, Josh Brolin even plays him well in this Great small, cast, isn't it? Small yeah, cameo. massively. I love Josh Brolin. Well, I think what they've done this time is what they did with Mark Ruffalo, is they didn't try and make a different character mm. like they did with... They modelled Ang, him. Well, Ang Lee's classic yeah. Hulk version was just diabolical, where they tried to make him different than the person. What they've done is they've modelled how Hulk would be as Mark Ruffalo. If Josh Brolin's scrotum was on his face, this is what you'd look like. And if Jan had it for a bit and it was very purple. Well, it looks swollen. like it, it needs some um, calamine lotion on it, doesn't it? <laughs> he does. He's got it's like proper. He's been sleeping with the dirty lady. <laughs> so. Chaffage. We've covered the 12% joke. The Danton Groot part, which is interesting because uh, James Gunn revealed that although he didn't do any motion caption for this part, most of the dance moves are based on him and how he dances. It's a shame he didn't show us your dancing moves because we could have done a follow-up to that dancing group. There will be a video on social media at some point. You want to get your plants dancing to the way he does? Yeah. Mm. Shit. Um, And then the big one, which I've left to last, Adam Warlock. Now, if you want to cast your eyes over to my massive wall, one of the villains that I've predicted that's going to pop up is Adam Warlock. Now, who is this person? Well, he's quite a powerful villain slash anti-hero who you see the cocoon in the collector's office (laughs) (laughs) Office. whilst he's uh, munching down on his pack lunch is it next to the printer (laughs) yeah and the fax machine and his his wife's made him a nice lovely pack lunch with a hot flask of soup can you imagine the collector's wife don't forget to come home with some milk love I'll put it in the microwave when I get there So we don't know what's going to happen. Well, we, we kind of hope that they're going to do more with this over the next few films. Um, so watch and learn. Fabulous. Amazing. Thank you, Mr. Latham. So now my f- on to my favourite part of no, this film. No, really? It is. I mean, it, it allows we you to vent lots of frustration. Um, <laughs> and it contains the most amount of lols, obviously. So do you want to explain the rules? Um, the rules are, if there is a character in the film that... That person, that character, can be moved up in the ranking. If they're not in the film, they can't move at all. And we vote on our top ten films and top ten um, characters. Latham can go first because his list is always um, contentious. I mean, read it out first, and you may need to go down to number eleven just to highlight the ridiculous nature of this list. We Should do. we do the films first and then yeah. carry? Yeah, well, let's do the film first. So, uh, do you want to read us out okay. your? Uh, let's stay your your top five films at the minute rather than top ten because it's going to get longer and longer, isn't it, as we go along? Well, it's only going to stay at ten. Okay, okay, okay. all right. No, no, we'll stick to it. Hashtag okay. maths. Yeah. <laughs> read out your top ten, but do the first five because it's only going to be about eleven, isn't it? 
<laughs> anyway. Right, anyway, let's crack on. Yeah. So, <laughs> number one, I have Avengers at 9 out of 10. Lovely film. Number two is Iron Man at 9 out of 10. Captain America is at 3 with 8 out of 10. A Winter Soldier, so that's that one. Captain America 2. Iron Man 3 is 8 out of 10. Um, at number five is Iron Man 2, 8 out of 10. Number six is Captain Marvel, 8 out of 10. Captain America, First Avenger is at seven, at seven out of 10. Number eight is Thor, seven out of 10. Number nine is Thor Dark World, seven out of 10. And Hulk is at 10 with six out of 10. What a top 10 that is. I've impressed myself. <laughs> I was just thinking how close our top You said this two about were. two episodes ago and you went, <laughs> and it's it literally went all not. <laughs> Yeah, never make statements that people are listening to. No, I know. Cause, okay. Because, well, 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 what does your, how does yours compare to mine? No, it's completely different now. Right, okay. Yeah. We're on 11. <laughs> I love recording with you two. <laughs> so, so, I mean, this is the 11th film we're watching, so now it starts getting interesting because films are going to be starting to drop out of our top 10, which makes it a lot more difficult Perhaps not now because you wanky Hulk to get rid of, yeah. which is a bit of a free pass. But after this, you've got to start making some tough decisions. Well, yeah, I, I would agree with that. But so, didn't I not say there was tactical reasons sometimes? And Hulk is one that's going to be that first one because I'm not that precious over it. I did, I did think it, was, it wasn't top one, was it? So where's Guardians going? So I'm going to give Guardians 8 out of 10. Interesting. Which is going to go above... Captain Marvel so what number is that now then so, so that, that's Mar- new number six yeah it is yeah wow really that's quite low down well no it's only low down because I've got a lot of eight out of tens hmm. and um, I'm also you could argue thinking ahead Believe I can't believe you think that Iron Man 2 and Iron Man 3 are better than Guardians of the Galaxy I like Iron Man 3 I, I like Iron Man I, well I do but it's not better than Guardians of the Galaxy is it yeah but you don't well, I mean get in touch people and let us know at please the two marks. And, and rate my rate my list and we'll put a graphic up as well with these scores so people can have a look in a bit more detail I mean the Latham logic applies here which is it's not logical <laughs> <laughs> it is logical, but technically not appreciated by the people who haven't reached self-actualization, mm-hmm. which is Guardians of the Galaxy is an 8 out of 10 based on a group film. Iron Man is one guy who's amazing. Oh, behave. Oh. Anyway. Right, so are we going around the house now? Who's Let's do Pollard next. Okay. Are, are, do, do you not... So we don't have to go last. So I'll read mine now. <laughs> Never read the end of that. Uh, my films, as they stand at the minute, it was Avengers Assemble, 10 out of 10, as my top number one. Uh, number two was Iron Man at 9 out of 10. Then Captain America Winter Soldier, 9 out of 10. Captain America First Avenger, 8 out of 10. Then Thor, 8. Uh, Iron Man 3 got 8. Iron Man 2 got 8. Captain Marvel got 7. Thor Dark World got 6. And then Hulk, the shitty version, got 4 out of 10. So... New entry at... So Guardians of the Galaxy, I'm going to give 9 out of 10. It's very tantalisingly close to a 10, I have to say. Mm. It's nigh on a... Just a a nearly a perfect film. Mm. I'm going to put it in at number two. Cool. It's my second favourite movie, if not my joint. In fact, as I'm talking, I've just talked myself into giving it a 10 out of 10. Oh, wow. He impresses himself. 
He's impressed me because given that you've given it a number six in your list and it's now number two in his list, that's quite... You've got the fabulous balancing of weighty heartbreak and devastating story arcs to unadulterated humour, witty bants, sarcasm, all of my favourite things in the whole wide world. I just absolutely adore this film. It's just amazing. So it's going at number two-ish. Yeah. Upset me. <laughs> I mean, that's, to be honest, given how much you gush about this film up to this point, I'd be very surprised if it's not something more in keeping with my like rating as opposed to yours. Okay, my previous... Well, that would upset me because, of course, that doesn't work. <laughs> okay, so my previous list was um, Avengers, 9 out of 10, number one. Iron Man, 9 out of 10, number two. Iron Man 2, 8 out of 10. Uh, four was Thor, 7 out of 10. Four Thor. I saw four. Five was Captain America, First Avenger, seven out of ten. Six was Captain America, Winter Soldier, seven out of ten. Seven was Iron Man, three, six out of ten. Uh, eight was Thor, Dark World, six out of ten. Nine was Captain Marvel, six out of ten. And Hulk was number ten at, with one out of ten. The shit Hulk. <laughs> so, based on my absolute love... Well, can I guess? Hulk drops out of your top ten. Uh, yes. Where do you think my Guardians of the Galaxy go then? Top. I think it's going to be in the... You're going to give it more than eight, because I feel you gushed about it more, so nine or a ten, yeah. And it's going to be up in Final the top Final answer. them <sighs> saying ten. Well, you Because pre- you, you prescribe too much to them logic, so it's going to be a nine, isn't it? Because you're, you're weird like that. Uh, but I reckon it's going to be in, in your second or your third place. It's going in at... Number one. Number one! Fuck off. 10 out of 10. You're welcome. <laughs> well, you've got it in here as 9 out of 10 on well, the list. Well, that's not updated, is it? Has she thrown you, she thrown you false information? Yeah, because yeah, like, somebody's uh, checking my things when they shouldn't. You too. Well, no, I was just looking funny. then. No, no, no. So it's going in above Avengers Assemble. This, by far, is the best film. I loved this film before I ever watched any other Marvel film, and I loved it, and I watched, like... The other Guardians of the Galaxy. It's funny. I love the characters, and so this has to be number one for me. I, I can't disagree too much with that. I have to be honest. I can understand why you feel it's better than Avengers Assemble. This is my humour. This film all over. How do you feel about that? It's the adjacent Avengers Assemble group teamy thing, isn't it? I but wouldn't... it's the funnier version. Mm, it's more yeah. me. Okay. Well, no, it's funny. I don't get me wrong. If you look at the list of mine, I've got five, eight out of ten. Mm. You, so they're all high up. It just I've just decided they can't all sit on one line, can they? they no, but no, this but one's me only on ten out of ten. This one's <laughs> my only ten out of ten. So okay. yeah, it's ranked high. Okay, so I mean, it seems relatively non-contentious thus far. Let's open the Pandora's box for the next bit. Yes, so uh, we're going to do our top 10 characters now. So just to reiterate, uh, we can pick new characters when they're in the films. We can reorder existing characters when they're in the film. Otherwise, they have to stay where they are and they will only move down the list if we put people above. So, lay them. Do you want to read out your existing top ten? Yes. Oh, wait for it, guys. This is the moment you've been waiting for. I know you tune in for this purpose only. I basically do. Go. Oh, okay. So my fave characters currently, uh, number one is Iron Man, number two is Bucky Barnes, Oblique, Winter Soldier, number three is Loki, number four is Talos. What? 
<laughs> five is Red Skull. Number six, Ultric Killian. What? Number seven is Trevor Slattery, Bleak, the Mandarin. <laughs> number eight, Captain America. Oh, number nine, Agent Becky Carter. And number ten is Crossbones. Now, I don't know whether I'm continuing in down it, this list. In it, let me do eleven. 11. Eleven is Ronan the Accuser, of course. <laughs> you ask yourself, why is he there? Well, you know, you have to make room for other villains, don't you? Yeah, okay, so... Where are the new people coming into your list? <laughs> I'm not putting Thanos on. What? Well, ball chin, isn't it? Legit, you're not putting no. him in your list at all? I'm just trying to think who I am putting on because I wasn't going to put How any... could you put Ronan in from Captain Marvel for two seconds because you know what's coming and then not put Thanos in? It's a big bad. I know, but I just felt there was other people that superseded him. <sighs> I mean, I'm fine with that because I don't think... Thanos deserves to go in at this juncture. No. You don't see enough of him. But that logic should have applied way back to Captain Marvel. <laughs> but no, because I don't always pick them based on those things. I pick on the the likability of those people. So I like I think to myself, if you Ronan... You liked Rhoda for all of the five seconds he was in the film. I oh, just, he seems just, like a chipper guy. I thought I could get get down... Pie, a pie dinner. Pie dinner, yeah, a pie dinner. <laughs> so if I was... In the frozen food aisle of Iceland. Wait, do you think he's funny? Well, I don't the think he's funny, ish. but he'd be like, "Oh, do you not think about oh the lols?" No, he'd be, he'd be like, he'd be like me. He'd be like, "Right, what do you think about people with prams in supermarkets when they're trying to get the shopping block in the all. aisle?" And I'd be like, "Oh, aren't they arseholes?" And he'd be like, "Yeah, kill them all with his big hammer." Yeah. I'd like, he'd go, "I smash that out of the way." And I'd like to get to the beans, and I'd like yeah, exactly. And also, people who leave the trolleys and walk off to go and get other shopping four aisles away, he'd be like, "I'd smash that right up." And I go, "I'm with you there, Ronin." <laughs> So you two would be besties, basically. Well, I'd probably go shopping with him so he could just watch him smash with his hammer trolleys and I'd take and get the pound out, though, first of all. Oh, Lord. Uh, okay. So I would put uh, him uh, back in. Any, oh, okay, where well, you putting him in? I'd remove... <laughs> 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 I'd, I'd, I'm, laugh, I'm laughing because he's going to have a thrombosis. <laughs> I would probably remove Agent Peggy Carter and put him in at nine. Well, you can't remove her. You, she can, oh, you okay. can only Push bump her down. down to ten. Oh, okay. Oh dear, okay. So I lose crossbones on the bottom then. Yeah. Mm. I mean, let's just recap here. I don't even he's know um, who crossbones he's, is. It, well, exactly. He's umming and ahhing over the guy who got the burnt face in Captain America. Oh. Winter Soldier. Well, okay. Just shove him in at number nine then. I'll have to just lose crossbones. Above Peggy. So she's down because I'm going to lose her on her at some point. Just keep continue. And who else am I throwing in? Peter Star-Lord, mm. Rocket, Groot, Groot. Drax, Nim- Nebula. Gamora. Gamora. Nebula's good. Oh, he's just, he'd just go for all the baddies, isn't he, still? Yeah. I mean, Nebula is a badass. She's hardcore, isn't she? And she's, she's I, broken I, I don't well. think she's as good in this film. I think what I might do, going against all logic here, is I'm going to throw Star-Lord in, only because of the humour. Okay. okay. Where's he going? He will go in at Trevor Slattery's position. Okay. I'm going to lose Agent Peggy Carter now. I don't mind. I'm for now, that is my list. <laughs> I can't believe Trevor Slattery's in Hashtag. I mean, not even Rocket. No. I mean, don't get me wrong, I don't dislike the characters. They don't just not worthy to be on my list. Because oh, I'm not getting caught up in the merchandise side of things where I'm going to buy a fluffy toy of Rocket Raccoon. Is it, is it me now? Yeah, it's you. Come on. Okay, let me read my correct list. This is how a list should normally look. Number one, Captain America. Number two, Iron Man. Number three, Black Widow. Four, Loki. Five Thor, six Hawkeye, uh, seven second version Hulk, uh, eight Nick Fury, nine Happy Hogan, and ten Darcy Lewis. <laughs> I mean, I appreciate the list gets a bit it's shitter such a, towards it's such the bottom. A hold hands and let's sing Kumbaya. Kumbaya. Yeah, totally in it. <laughs> 
I mean, if you're going on a Sunday school retreat, that's who you Perfect, take, isn't exactly. it? Exactly. I mean, that's a picnic. Sam, that's a picnic, it isn't so it? It so is, though. Or okay. going to play bingo or whist. That's tra-la-la. a whist. Yeah, that's yeah. such a tralala list compared yeah. to Liam's dark um, list. Mm, mm. Yeah. On, do you want to hear the amendments? Yeah, go on. Okay, brace yourself. <laughs> Why are you laughing? <laughs> oh, go on. Okay. Um, is group going in? Uh, number one, rocket. Yeah, good. Rocket, Rocket is me in a raccoon form. <laughs> I was gonna not put me as number one. Oh, that's cute, isn't it? Uh, wait, so who does he? He, he ca- oh, well, he's above Captain you, America. It, so Rocket's above Captain America, number one. Wow. Peter Quill slash Star Lord's going in at number two. <laughs> It's the whole cast of this film, isn't it? It's top ten. It's going to be the because whole... he's genuinely hilarious yeah. and just totally oblivious, and I love him. Okay. Uh, going into number three is Drax. <laughs> what the actual? Because I just think he's hilarious. And it's again, the Guardians of the Galaxy totally. list, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. And number four, he's going in as Groot. Shut up. Well, you have list. demoted Captain America to five with yep. Groot above Captain America. Yeah, so my now list is number one, Rocket. Number two, Peter Quill. Number three, Drax. Number four, Groot. Number five, Captain America. Number six, Iron Man. Number seven, Black Widow. Number eight, Loki. Number nine, Thor. And number ten, Yondu. <laughs> Wow. What? I know. That, you, I genuinely didn't expect I was going to do that when I was starting to write this list. I thought I might slot one or two people in, but when I started going through the main characters in this, this I was like, well, they have to be in the top 10 because they're brilliant. Mm-hmm. They have to go in the top 10 because they're brilliant. And I'm thinking, well, where do I put them? And then, like you-ish, I just thought they're so hilarious, but such rich characters at the same time. They've got to go in there. And I'm thinking, well... Rocket can't go above Captain America. Yeah, he can because he's way funnier. So, yeah, how do you feel about that? I mean, I feel like Captain America ain't going to be your friend anymore because you've been bigging him up for the last 11, 10 movies. So, just for the record, we'll put, you're putting put, two CGI characters, yeah? Well, putting me... Uh, above Rock- Captain America, yeah. With a shield throw, he's just gone tree. Yeah. And a, and a puppet. I am Groot, yeah. Well, wow. I mean, putting me Rocket persona on for a second, don't give a fuck. <laughs> Love it. So yes, uh, it, some wholesale changes to the Pollard top ten. I mean, but surprised. you successfully ruined it really because mine now is superior by far because you've got a fluffy plush toy on there, a tree, and is is um, Darcy Lewis still on there? Oh no, she's been bumped down to fifteenth. Right. To be fair, uh, I feel my, like list, it's my list now goes list down sixty-five. My list now goes down to thirty-nine. Oh my god! Bear in mind, Ronan's not on there yet. Well, did, you put, did you put did you put Thanos on there anywhere? No. Okay. And you had to go at me for not putting Thanos on. No, I didn't have a go oh, at you. Didn't I, go I, at me. No, I, I, I should yeah. put Ronan. I just didn't get time to do Ronan. I, um. I feel like you've redeemed yourself a little bit with this list, though, compared to the Trollala list that you've had before. I feel like this is probably a little bit more of a party I'd like to join. Well, to sort mm, of maybe. twist the, the music li- anyway. To <laughs> twist the rhythm logic slightly, as opposed to trying to predict the future. I was voting based on films that came out, knowing full well I'd have absolutely ample opportunity to move them around wholesale when new films came out. Yeah. So there'll be another Captain America one. I might make wholesale changes then. There might be more changes come the next Guardian film. It. This is the beauty of Marvel, and this is the beauty of this. You just can do whatever you want. <laughs> Well, apparently you can, but I can't. So, um, ish. 
How are you getting on with your list? Okay, my top ten were one Loki, two Black Widow, three Iron Man, four Thor, five Nick Fury, six Hulk, seven Hawkeye, eight Captain America, nine Coulson, and ten was Thanos. I mean, let's not just gloss over the fact that Thanos is in your top ten for the same reason that that having having appeared for a fraction of a second at the end of was it Thor Dark World? Yeah. Yeah, but I got excited. And and it was the Thanos that was the wrong colour, wasn't played by Josh Rowling and didn't have a scrotum for a chin. Yeah. Yeah. And that infected, Thanos. Infected coloured chin. Who didn't say a single line. No, he didn't. He smiled, grinned. didn't he? Yeah, grinned. he grinned. Yeah. Right, do you want to hear the new one now? Well, no. Thanos is probably number one going by the fact he actually spoke in this one. No. She's going to put in Rocket somewhere high up, aren't you? Yes. Yeah. One. That was because she loves me, and therefore she's going to love Rocket. <laughs> that your logic? We've established uh, Rocket is the raccoon version of me. Be prepared to be a little bit disappointed. <laughs> I've kept Loki at number one, because as far as I'm concerned, He's nobody cheeky. is better yeah. than Loki not in funny. the MCU. Not funny like Ronan. No. <laughs> Ronan's not even on the list. But Lo- Loki is my, is my new Coulson, basically, the love of my life, other than you, babe. Uh, number I'll two. <laughs> number two is Rocket. Ooh, yes, nice. Humour, humour, humour. I love Rocket for that. Three is Star-Lord. Nice. So Pete, oh, that, you see, I mean, yeah. we haven't collaborated on this, by the way. Uh, floor, 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 a flawed four. <laughs> four is still Black Widow. So, sorry, four is now Black Widow. Five is Iron Man. Six is Thor. Seven is Nick Fury. Coming in at number eight is Thanos. Up two from ten. So you've moved him up because what he said a word now. Yeah, and it just makes me excited because he's the big bad. It's an evolution, isn't it? Number nine is Yondu. Because <laughs> of his whistle. Yeah, because I would totally have that. I mean, I did it. I moved him in at ten. Um, and Hulk is number ten. I have actually added Groot and Ronin on here, but... Um, I've kept, outside your top yeah, ten. Yeah, Ronin's at number 18 because he's dead. So I don't want to waste a thing. And I put Groot at 17 because I really couldn't justify giving a tree higher number because he only had three like, uh, three words that he said. So the fact that you put him in at God knows what, number four. four I, yeah, he's on number 17 on my list. And I don't think I can move him up. He's dead cute, but he doesn't say anything. And also dies. Well, he comes back to life though, doesn't he? But oh, I'm, well, I'm quite happy with yeah. my with Actually, my no, but it's not him though, is it? No, what? That's not him. What? The new little group. It's not him. All oh, right. He's a cussing, of therefore, yeah. Different. So he's technically a child of his asexual reproduction. The groups that died died. Right. That's not. That's the sad story that, that at the time James Gunn confirmed to all the fans is. Groot was dead. Right. Long live Groot. Right. So, which Groot have I just put in on my list then? Because am I putting first Groot or second Groot? I'm assuming first I'm Groot. I'm assuming that first was one because the... the second one literally is an after credit thing. And dancing. Second, Groot, second Groot is very cute. <laughs> Did you literally just put the second Groot in because he was in for like <sighs> two minutes? Was he no, in the post credit scene? No, I assumed it was the same Groot, but you it's put, not. Was, you put the same Groot in in the after credit scene, but that's not allowed. If I put Ronin well, no, in. I might have to revise my Groot <laughs> thing because I can't put a Groot that I'm gonna have to keep bumping down because otherwise I'm gonna end up with two Groots in my list, aren't I? At some point, well, you're gonna have the Groot one and Groot two, Groot, yeah. Smeg, this just got complicated. It did get complicated. While you're considering your choices, Latham, what do you think of my top 10? Are you looking for some positive reinforcement? Yeah, because you are the Marvel guru. 
It's a good list, isn't it? Yours is a good mixed bag. Mm. I wonder how is it's it going to Is it better than Pollard's? Well, the problem with yours and Pollard's is whether you're mirroring each other is you're starting to look similar. Really? Well, his recent... Well, nice. you got Thanos in there. Yeah, but you've only put you put a tree in. The only difference is she hasn't got a tree in. No. You would have put a sapling in if you'd had a chance. And <laughs> He doesn't have Loki in his... Is Loki in your top ten now? No, but you've got a mixed bag, haven't you, of heroes yeah, and villains. villains. Eight. Yeah, you've got quite- you've got a group of people who could have successfully go to a picnic and have a few people like go into a wedding for travellers, it would end in a fist fight. <laughs> so you start off really well and then someone goes, You spilt my pint and it'd end in absolute destruction. That's what your list is, Pollard. Yeah, well your lot, someone would steal the picnic en route and we'd, then there wouldn't be a picnic well, and it wouldn't be sad. We'd sell the well, we'd we'd steal the picnic and the car. <laughs> Kill everyone. It. Yeah, and get in slaughter and burn the woods down. Yeah. And burst your football. So your list <laughs> <laughs> that, that felt all too real the way you said that. <laughs> your list is is a better balance. Yeah. But I wonder how that will change with the new films coming through. Because okay. don't forget you've got Guardians Volume Two. Yeah. You've got some other group films coming together. Yeah. And we, we, you know, it's not a spoiler. You know, yeah. currently what films are coming out in the future. In the future. So yeah. I wonder how your list is going to evolve. Because if you think he's finished, well, he's put four people on from his one. top ten from one film. Yeah. And Endgame has forty characters. Can we say that? Well, it, yeah. I mean, you can just do a wholesale change, can't you? Come yeah. then. Yeah. So you can have a top forty. <laughs> Be like the BBC Radio One thing. Well, you it? can. You just have to spend an awful lot of well, time. Well, by the time we get to Endgame, it'll be Pollard's top eighty, won't it? Because he's already <laughs> at thirty. The rest of us are still in. Uh, well, his teens. is literally. If you had a, a Panini stickers album, every one of his characters is literally on his list. Thirty-nine. I've got thirty-nine on my list. Yeah, what's on my list though? That one that you constantly, weekly, every time we do an episode, criticise. Have I got like fifteen on there or something? I've got eighteen now. Right. And you yeah. have got eighteen. Yeah, okay. but the ones who weren't in your top ten now are uh, Agent Peggy Carter, yeah. Crossbones, oh. Abomination, oh. Thunderbolt <laughs> Ross, Whiplash, Pepper Potts. Uh, Nick Fury and Happy Hogan. I mean, to be fair, I'd probably put two of them on. Mm. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah, 32. you got 32 and we've got 18. 39. 39. And we've yeah, got You've got nearly top 40. 20 yeah, yeah, no, more. But, yeah, but what I'm, I'm doing is, when, when you've been doing <laughs> yours, you've just been adding people with the idea that you're just adding to your top 10. Mm. And I've been on the list keeping a track of who then drops out no, of your top 10 so whereas I've been doing that but I've also been like properly putting all the major characters that I feel worthy of getting logged and it's just compiling a bigger list mm-hmm. see words are coming out of your mouth but I don't understand what you're saying for my benefit I want to see where everyone sits for the benefit of this show people only care about the top 10 yes basically anyway are you moving your group or you're not moving your group Final no, I, I don't think I can. I have to stick with my original so decision. Is it, is so which it one have you got with group? group one. Okay. The OG? Yeah, the OG. Not, not the plant pot? No. Okay. We haven't seen enough of... I mean, he's danced, but that, you oh, that's a bit like Thanos. One, yeah, I thought yeah. it was the same uh, one. Now he's not the same one. To put group two in right now is much akin to putting Ronan in after Miss Marvel, Captain Marvel. Group one is higher than Captain America. Wow. I feel like he just cheated on Captain America in a big way there. Well, he'll have to get over it. <laughs> okay. I prefer me wood. Right, guys, let, <laughs> let us know what your top 10 would be thus far in the journey. We are genuinely interested. We would like to know what your top 10s would be because we'd love to compare them to... Um, and, and, in fact, we'll read them out 
if yeah. you send them in. Um, we'd love your comments on who's ours. the best list. Yeah, whose is the best list? Mine, thus far. mine, mine, mine. Yeah, and <laughs> who's going for picnics and who's destroying the world? Who's breaking all of the rules and who's sticking to them avidly? Uh, join us for the next episode, which will Guardians of the Galaxy Two. Yep. Check us out on socials. Um, yeah, hope you've enjoyed the show, guys. Pleasure as always. Tune in next time. Excelsior. Social at the two marks on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Also, check them out on YouTube.